Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. There is a scene in the second season of Yellowstone when Monica, the idealistic wife of Casey Dutton, grows frustrated with the students in her American history course. One day, she found each of them staring at their phones, seemingly uninterested in anything other than liking photos of completely inconsequential people they don't know hoping some stranger will like a photo they just posted. She scolds them as life wasters, while a small band of rich white men take over the world by buying or seizing everything and anything of value. Yellowstone is fiction, but Monica's concerns are not. This is all bubbling up because in two weeks, the first votes will be cast in the presidential election and a list of very powerful men from a former president to a British prince, will go public as associates, friends, business partners of an oligarch, disgraced former financier Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein was arrested twice for trafficking teenage girls, paid them to have sex with powerful men. Epstein would then use it to blackmail the men if necessary. The criminal cases are pretty much closed or settled, so embarrassment is all that remains from the tortured life of Epstein, who apparently committed suicide in jail five years ago. These are powerful and influential men. They are oligarchs, which leaves us to wonder, who really owns the country? Is it slipping into an oligarchy? What does that even mean? In America, oligarchs, a cadre of very wealthy, powerful people, are taking advantage of a citizenry like Monica's students that appears to care little. They're they're not hard to miss. Musk, Putin, Soros, Zuckerberg... Look for anybody who secures and reproduces wealth or power and then transforms one into the other. That is an oligarch. They can greatly influence elected officials. But I thought this was a democracy. Everybody had a vote. Ideally, but not always. Here, government both exists at the loose consent of the governed and invades our lives, then then forcing us to grow dependent on everything from income to health care. As a country, we've been through this like a weather cycle. We've tried each with exactly the same results. Short-term pleasure, long-term problems. Early 1900s, we taxed the wealthy and reformed labor laws like promotion of unions. The country endured a lot of economic strife, so we threw them out. Through three presidents, Harding, Coolidge, and Hoover, we cut taxes and dumped regulations. Great run until Wall Street crashed, the Depression set in, and Franklin Roosevelt launched history's greatest era of government spending, and that went on for 50 years. The oligarchs went into hiding after the war, quietly building wealth and influence, happy to see the country fall apart in the 60s and 70s. Finally collapsed in 1980 when liberal policies not only hamstrung the economy but destroyed communities and the nuclear family. Crime was rampant. The country was weak. That birthed what we now know as the Reagan Revolution. His tax and deregulation policies created vast wealth for about everybody, but in particular the very rich. They enjoyed power until Barack Obama swept into office after the economic calamity of 2008. It also brought rise to a new political tactic, dark money 
to influence elections. In 2010, third-party groups of oligarchs spent $31 million on midterm elections. By 2020, it was $2.3 billion, and that may double in 2024. Rich folks, largely oligarchs, equally split between Republicans and Democrats, discovered that campaigns are a good investment if your guy wins. And it is true that both ways, as each other accuses, deconstructs democracy. We're quite a ways from when Thomas Jefferson and John Adams, bitter political rivals who framed the Constitution, agreed. Democracy's genius is in preventing oligarchs from seizing power out of proportion to that of the average citizen. That collectively, the many will always make smarter decisions than the few, with a proviso. The many are watchful, engaged. They care enough to think for themselves. Where are you? The country is suffering from a pandemic of cynicism. Nobody trusts any of the institutions of government, the White House, Congress, the courts, elections. This election year, both sides will claim they know what's best for you and me. Well, maybe it's time to tell them.